peace, peace, peace. This is your girl, Sunshine. My apologies for the delay. You know, sometimes the StreamYard apps and connections and stuff don't work. So, you know, um, but let's get to it. I have a lovely guest. Um, I happened to come across her um, thanks to the, the Queen, Misty K. Uh, they're from out of the DMV, Maryland, Virginia, and DC area. And um, I reached out to her and was like, please, can you please have this poet um, come on? I would love the opportunity to interview her. I was just telling her real quick in the background how I was just in awe of listening to her. Um, put me in the mind of meeting um like Tony Morrison um Maya Angelou you know and those that know me I've already made it perfectly clear that Maya was how I was introduced into poetry by my aunt Helen um in the heart of a woman she gave me that book at the age of I want to say I was 12 and not knowing that I too identified with some of the things that Maya Angelou um, grew through and healed through. Um, she talked about how she was a product of uh, abuse and to be transparent, I was molested as a young child. So to read that started really my real healing journey from that experience. Um, you know, Black folks, you know, it's always, you know, don't talk about what goes on in the home. You keep that silent. And really, this is the reason why we have the mental health issues that we have is because we never took the time or gave ourselves the opportunity to actually heal from the things that damage us the most. Um, just a quick uh, shout out to show y'all what I got going on. Soon I will be hosting my own open mics uh, at the Pizza Twist. Um, they will start on the 27th. They have two locations. One location is um, at Dorita Road, and which is this flyer here in Concord, North Carolina. And this is their Pineville location. The owner was so excited and was happy that we even wanted to use their space. So... Those who wanted to jump in or ever in the area, holla at me. You can text me or call at 704-665-7713 to get put on the list. Um, you must do so prior to and the open mics will officially kick off at 730. Um, also coming up, Sunshine gets to be interviewed by Sunshine, meaning uh, my cousin, Wally Dixon, a.k.a. Main Event, those who know from the AM1 Mixtape Tour, introduced me to this sister here. Her name is Sunshine Kamala, and she has her own podcast. So tune in on August 1st at 7 p.m. on a Tuesday to check Sunshine and Sunshine vibe, you know. Uh, Miss Love Poet 18, I have to show you. She has such a wonderful spirit from the videos and the performances that I've seen. I just couldn't wait to interview her. She is, as I said in my post, author, humanitarian, and I'm going to explain why I call her a humanitarian when I bring her on. Um, I definitely can't wait to talk about this book here. Falling apart while pretending to be sane. Because I just touched on that a little bit about how we choose to deal with our emotional situations and traumas instead of actually healing. And I believe this here is her collection of uh, books and we will get to talk about these. So without further ado, let me go and bring her from backstage. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you are welcome. And I figured the reason why I put humanitarian because I've been sitting and thinking about the work that poets do. Mm -hmm. And up, oh, shout out to my cousin. She says so true. She agrees. <laughs> but I thought about it. I never really hear anybody say that poets are humanitarians. But we are. We are. 
We are so many things. Healers. We we set the tone and the pace for a lot of things and allow the opportunity for people to heal. Um, And we don't recognize sometimes that we're doing that until after the fact. Yeah, or unless somebody comes to you and say, do you know your poem, what you said, it it, it touched me, it healed me. I I never knew anybody else was dealing with the same things or experienced the same things. And it's just, it's like, um, you know, when folks say, you know, you bring in um, people to Christ, you know, whatever your path is, Mm -hmm. when you get, when you witness to someone. And you get them and they answer the call to Islam. They answer the call to Christianity. They answer the call to Judaism. Like that does something, you know, for it should do something for you on the inside is because you've witnessed enough to this person that they recognize that, okay, I need to connect to something because this is what's Mm -hmm. going to help me get through. If I see him or her and she, he or she is saying, this is what got them through. Well, maybe I need to try this because this is something I haven't done yet. Yeah, definitely. So before we get even deeper, because I see (laughs) this is going to get deep. (laughs) Can you please tell the people who you are, where you're from and why is poetry important to you? Well, I have, first of all, I'm Carolyn Robinson. I have been known as love poet since about the 12th grade. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've been writing since I was about maybe 11 or 12 years old. Um, and I, I always say poetry was my first love, even though I majored in theater in school. And I kind of never left the theater after that. But um, I've gotten back to my poetry roots. Um, uh, Almost two years ago, I started a small open mic club in my basement. And we've been kind of rocking and rolling ever since. So Um, is CJ's place yours? CJ's place is all I mine. can't wait to come <laughs> up there to visit. I've been oh, watching God. all of the oh, oh I can't wait. Like I don't even I don't even drive up 85 to 95 anymore when I go home to Jersey. But like I told Misty K, because of y'all, I'm coming up coming that way <laughs> and I'm gonna stop through because now I got places to stop off to. Yes. And you always can let me know i have the space if you want to hang out spend the night i got a, I got a spot for you so oh, you're, you have an open invitation you're welcome. i appreciate that <laughs> i appreciate that yeah so i just kind of have always done this and my family used to get tired of me just being crazy all the time and now i feel like i'm back to the roots of what i've always wanted to do i always wanted to you know i thought i would have like my goal is to own a building and be able to do shows whatever i want to use it for like minds like minds yeah (laughs) and i think it's it's going to happen. I always say, if I can see it and envision it, then if it's I just a matter it, of happen. yes, yes, and I the feel power like of manifestation. Coming. Yes, I well, feel just like so you coming. also know, um, I had a poet friend on here. He's um, my brother introduced me to him as one of his friends. His name is Capri Rich. He actually, him and his wife built onto their house and created oh. the Rich Lounge. So if let me know, yeah. Yeah, So (laughs) if y'all want to come down, because we have been, you know, gearing up to try to do some poet parties and some RB parties. Where? What part? Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte. Okay, you ain't said nothing. Look, look, and if folks look, look, and if folks choose not to drive, just know I live like five minutes from the airport. Okay. Okay. I'm and and just mine. two seconds ago, that was my oldest son. He know, dag on where I got this podcast going. 
You know they you know they are completely disrespectful. They don't care nothing about yeah, that. He, he's eleven and, and he stands up to here on me and I'm I'm like five eleven, so I'm I already know by next year he gonna be looking me stand square in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Things to look forward to. Yes, yes, yes. And then I have my youngest son, he's nine and he's on his heels. They about two inches apart. <laughs> yeah. I feel the feeling. <laughs> oh, so, um, speaking of children, do you have children? I do. I have three, all grown. Um, my daughter is the oldest. She just turned 35 on Tuesday. There's no way you got uh-huh. a 35-year-old. <laughs> boy, I tell you, black I don't crack, have, boy. We yes, look good. <laughs> a 30, almost 34-year-old son, and I have a 28-year-old son. That's wow. in the military. So okay, he's what in Germany. Yeah. What branch of service? He's in the Air Force. Okay. My cousin, shout out to my cousin Sean Young. Uh he went into the Air Force. That was growing up, he was more like a, a brother to me. So um tell him, thank him for his service. Yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> so um how did since I know you from Misty K, is that how she got to know you by coming to your open mics? Um, I'm trying to figure out when I first met her. I actually can't even remember when I first met her, but yes, through poetry, definitely. Um, I've gotten to just she has just become one of. I call it all of the kids, my nieces and nephews. Yeah, because I swear she said, Auntie Love, Poet 18. I said, I need to meet Auntie. (laughs) (laughs) They act just like my real nieces and nephews. And so I just have an affinity for how, you know, they what they're doing with their lives. I treat them the same way as my own actual nieces and nephews. And that's the truth. Um, When I see something that I'm like, you know, you know, you ain't right, and you know what you you doing. check them, you check them. Yes, yes, and I and I feel like a lot of people don't have that where that accountability it's really partner. Yes, and where it comes from love, and that mm-hmm. is coming from a true, sincere place. That's and right. so when I connect with people that understand, I don't want anything from them. I'm here as I am. And I think sometimes you realize that's difficult for people to understand that. But when, once they're around me and they see it and they know, I don't have any expectations other than be who you are. Show me who you are. That's and right. if we're going to move forward together, let's try to do something with what we both enjoy doing so that it becomes a, a true partnership. And it's really worked out um, to my advantage because it's put me in contact with so many people that I don't want them out of my life. That's right. (laughs) So it is what it is. (laughs) Like, yeah, you know, people, uh, you know, they have, there's a lot of stigmas about the artist community, but it's finding the right connections in anything in life. And especially with poetry, because like you said, we provide healing for folks. We do a lot of anecdotal things for people and it has to come from a sincere and positive place Yeah, and making sure that you're connected to the right ones, you know, just makes the task much easier and it flows so much better. Uh, Shout out. Look. Super producer, soul rest music. Good evening, good evening. You better be taking care of yourself, brother. <laughs> but, um, so you said you've been writing since you was about 12 because yeah. that's how you was known as a love yeah. poet. How Not did you feel about the 12th grade? I had a girlfriend of mine, like, I always wrote poems about love and relationships and his eyes and, <laughs> you know like that, all of that gushy kind of stuff and one day I was I think I was about in the 11th or 12th grade and one of my close girlfriends she said you are such a love poet and it kind of just stuck with me that I was like okay that's what I am and that's I'm not ashamed cool. of it I'm just gonna be that because that's what I enjoy writing about and almost all of 
my poetry for such a long time was just really about whatever I was dealing with in my life. And I was able to express that through poetry. And a lot of it was relational type, you know, things that mm -hmm. just happened to me. And how I dealt with things was to express it. And, and that can actually be the segue into this book because this is, I know that's a shameless plug, but. No, it's not. That's, I said we're going to talk about this book. <laughs> you said we know the purpose of my podcast, Shine Vibrations, is to yeah. shine the light on those that are doing the work and yeah. give them the opportunity to shine. Because one thing I find a little bit ironic is that. We get up on stage and we perform in different venues around different types of crowds. But when it's time for us to sit down one-on-one -on -one and talk about ourselves, yeah. so, so many poets are like this. They don't know how to. They're like, I'm not used to. And it's like, no, baby, get on here. Talk and about I what you got going on. For that all the time. <laughs> I have friends that say, you don't even talk about what you are and exactly. I don't really like to do it, but when somebody asks me to come on the show, like I have to. So <laughs> I yes, have to. this is the time for you to run your mouth and talk about all the great things that you do. Because sometimes people only think that okay, they're just a poet. Oh, she's yeah. just a poetess. That's it. But you're so much more. You're yeah. an author as well. So yes, please talk about that book. Because when I saw that, I was like, oh, I got to get me a copy. Well. It started the book prior to this. I Write to Keep Me Sane is the name of that one. Mm. And that kind of, I published that right at the beginning of the pandemic. Okay. Um, it, I had started hearing, like, you know, everybody was virtual mm. during the pandemic. And I had started just kind of hearing all of these really mental health issues in the poetry. You're talking about your depression. You're talking about suicide. You're talking about death. And then after I published that first book, it, it happened to me. I experienced the loss of my sister um, mm -hmm. tragically dying. And then within a seven-week span of time, I lost six more people. Mm. And it was it was feeling like back to back. boom, boom, boom. And it was mind blowing. Um, and so it sent me kind of like reeling because I didn't know how to deal with it. And so I went into like a serious depression. I, I live alone and part of me living alone, I had never really felt you know you get lonely being you know being by yourself sometimes but i had never really felt alone mm -hmm. that was like a new experience for really feeling lonely in my house like i felt what alone really felt like and i was getting scared to you know like move around in my house like i'm tripping you know like what is going on and so I really had to seek a therapist um, eventually because I was experiencing so many different emotions. And it did help. But one of the things that I realized, I stopped writing through all of that. I was I just about to ask I you. I didn't even want to write. And when I, the therapist said, do what you've always done. And it seems like when I started writing, it was literally pouring out like everything that I felt that I heard, like it was just coming out. And I had probably written almost a hundred poems. Mm. This book has I'm trying to get like you when I grow up. This book has, well, I didn't say they were good. I'm just saying. Uh, no, the fact of the matter is it does. And one thing is, it, it, even if it may not be good, 
Yeah. It's, it may be good to someone else. Because again, yeah, and it was the release of it. It was, it I was is, just about to say, it was know, the release. So your yeah. release in the same time, so one poem that you might have thought, oh, I, I don't know why I wrote that, or I don't think I should spit this one or share this one. Mm-hmm. And that'll be the one that everybody identifies with. Yeah. Yeah, that that is true, because the one poem that became really popular um, when people heard it, like some people even had a hard time with it. It's called I Only Wanted to Write. And it's a, a poem about suicide, about people who chose to kill themselves instead of learning mm. to write about it. And I that have a, piece, I have a big bro. From back home, I'm originally from Rawway, New Jersey. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got and, family all in Jersey. <laughs> we yeah. got a lot of family up in Jersey. And he, uh, unfortunately, not one, but two. Uh, Eugene Jeter, we called him Go-Go. Mm-hmm. Me and big bruh Toss, you know, we call him Lish. Uh, he had the uh, family first clothing line going on and, you know, corralling everybody, you know, yeah. the th- put family first and showing love traveling everywhere selling the t-shirts and they came through to my house when I was living in Greensboro at the time on my birthday is April 25th we were all together not knowing that a dear friend of ours back home in Rawway committed suicide on my birthday and then he took it so hard and then he ended up right behind so oh, that was hard for us, but it was something that, you know, when we were talking about it, he said mm-hmm. that it was something he dealt with for a long time. Yeah. Um, in and out of incarceration, you know, that that plays a part. And, you know, I always promote brothers to, to go seek help, seek therapy. There's nothing wrong with that. Seeking therapy really shows the power that you still have yeah. because you recognize like, hey, I need to do do the work. Yeah, I, mean, I could get back to who I am. So I applaud you for doing so because that right there, a lot of people need to find a way because the music ain't hitting on nothing right now. And before <laughs> we used to be able to to hear something on the radio that'll make us feel good, feel good you know, yeah. and, and it'll take it away. But now we have to go back to the griots. The griots got to start doing it more because the music, like I said, it ain't doing it. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. But I think one of the things like now people are talking so much about doing the actual work like what it takes to help heal yourself and we never used to talk about it was always a taboo kind of subject to talk about your own mental health or tell somebody i'm feeling depressed or i'm feeling sad about this like it was just get over it be done with it yeah and now i think we're we're putting it out in the world that it's okay to feel what you feel, to deal with those emotions. And, you know, it's become a a topic that people can talk about and can share their feelings on. So with the book, like I said, it just kind of opened up a whole broad spectrum of topics that I think anybody can relate to because we've all experienced some emotion that has, you know, that's in the book. Um, It deals with anxiety, with suicide, with death, with um, overcoming feelings of inadequacy um, that, you know, many of us do experience. So the way it's done, I think, is it's just my style of writing. And I always say I never, you know, try to develop somebody else's style. I am mm-hmm. always going to be me. And okay. I always tell people because I teach creative writing too. Don't try to pick up somebody else's cadence. Don't try to do what mm. somebody else does. Find your own voice. Yep. And find my your voice, voice, find your lane, find your delivery. Yes. And my voice has always worked for me. It has always been the thing that I've used that, you know, I always say if if somebody in the audience, if I don't go out on that stage and literally grab that audience within the first couple of lines, I'm not doing my job. And that's what I always shoot for um, when I'm performing and when I'm, you know, doing poetry. So 
I enjoy it. <laughs> and I could tell, like I told you, I was being nosy and I was going through her videos and she showed a lot of videos of you. And I, I want you to know like exactly what you said was what happened to me watching you at that event through her video and yeah. I just couldn't like I was shh, you know the, everybody in the house making noise I said wait shh. I said I can't concentrate I had to get up and come back here in the room just so I can listen to you like it was so captivating and I want the people to know what I know so but before I do that I'm a break for our blast music of the um artists of the week okay. and so just a little commercial the Blast Artist of the Week is now sponsored by the Lee Law Firm. If you are in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and need legal assistance, go to Facebook and look up the Lee Law Firm, as well as after the Blast Artist of the Week video, there will be an ad for them. The Blast Artist of the Week is my girl. I got to share the stage with her one time and I didn't even know that she was on our platform. This is the Queen Demi Day with you and Everybody can't reach like, can't reach like. Everybody can't dream like, can't dream like. Everybody can't be like, can't be like. Everybody can't be like you, like you. Everybody can't reach like, reach like. And everybody can't dream like, dream like. Everybody can't be like, be like. Everybody can't be like you. I understand you got your own thing going. Merely on down the stream, you better keep on rowing. They try to knock your self-esteem, you better keep on glowing. Don't let nobody in between that future you be knowing. So here's my message to you. Ain't no person on earth that can outdo you. Be yourself until yourself. You'll be honest that you knew you. Only you can be a rock when it ain't no one else around. And if you don't love yourself, then the only way is down. But I believe in you. I see you got some dreams in you. Full speed ahead, I see you got some steam in you. Just keep chugging away. Be grateful for every day that you get to bless the world with such a beautiful face. Let your shadow make the chase. Let your heart dictate the pace. Let your mind give you the strength and let your spirit run the race. I bet your ancestors cheering, seeing the path you clearing nothing worth fearing every lesson worth hearing but every now and again they try to break you lean into them wounds even though they might be painful and when they heal the scars that's when you gonna see a breakthrough i'm praying that you make do with every resource within your grasp multiply it forth and be generous with your math kindness in your hand willing to understand that every single second you get is another dance and every single moment you breathe is another chance to do something you love to always rise above Parting for the past, don't let that trauma beat you up Be gentle with your mental and everything you done been through End of the day, you're the reason I grabbed a pencil So I could draw you up a motivational stencil Tracing the inspiration, make way for the destination Trust me, I can see all of the places that you're headed And I'm here to let you know you ain't gonna never reach a dead end Everybody can't reach like, can't reach like. Everybody can't dream like, can't dream like. Everybody can't be like, can't be like. Everybody can't be like you, like you. Everybody can't reach like, reach like. And everybody can't dream like, dream like. Everybody can't be like, be like. Everybody can't be like you. The Lee Law Firm. The Lee Law Firm. It is a law firm for those in the Dallas-Fort Worth area seeking a holistic approach to solving their legal matters. Just some of the legal services the firm provides is divorces, custody suits, child support, and adoptive child services, criminal defense, DUI defense, wills, trust, power of attorneys, and many, many more. You can contact the Lee Law Firm. The Lee Law Firm. And make sure that you say the word blast when you speak to the Lee Law Firm representatives and receive 10% discount on your initial retainer to hire the firm. All right. And Lee Law Firm, 
when I tell you there's also another tidbit about that because it's a young sister who also has a podcast here on Monday nights on blast. It's a stargazer, you know, I am loyal to my people, right? Um, I'm not a Cowboys fan, (laughs) but she is, and she does a dope and analyzing of everything Cowboys. So anybody that, you know, needs legal assistance, check her out, especially if you're a Cowboys fan too. But now, if you are an independent artist or spoken word poet or even an up-and-coming comedian and looking for some exposure, then head on over to BlastMusic247.com and register for the free, you know, F-R-E-E. And But hold on now. Blast isn't just for artists. It's also for the fans. So if you love great music, you love poetry, you love making yourself laugh or having the joy of laugh check out blast24music.com and register that's blastmusic24.com changing the industry one artist at a time so now I didn't get an opportunity because I wanted to hurry up and bring you in but you know sometimes I do share uh poetry and one thing i have to say is demi demi day song was perfect our whole conversation was the perfect segue for that song to play and i just love how the divine order works especially (laughs) with shine vibrations see that means that we're doing something right um also as we're talking about coming out of depression and things like that you know um i really got my writing hand back after losing my daughter my daughter was killed by a hit and run driver when she was two years old when i was still oh, living in new jersey sorry to hear that. yeah and uh that took me down it took me down and like when you was talking about being in the house quiet i can yeah. identify because it was just us just the yeah. two of us like the song says so i definitely understand i know what it is i just knew after that okay i'm moving to north carolina i had to come to north carolina after that to work on me to get yeah. me back right because I did attempt to take myself out as well. Mm-hmm. And it I and when I say attempt, I tried it and it didn't go through. Luckily for who and this person is no longer here either. Um, but he was there to help me out to mm-hmm. make sure that it did not go through. All I know is, you know, sternum rubs and folks pumping on you is serious you know when you lived to be able to tell it so you know right. i'm gonna be forever grateful for that so um i had went viral i did a poem about losing my daughter and gaining my strength back and um the anniversary is um september 27th i'm gonna run out of juice i need to <laughs> okay i'm gonna keep talking oh, while you why you run <laughs> and um uh, the date that she was killed by a hit and run driver, it was September 27th of 2004. As I mentioned, she was only two years old. And um, in order to show that I had true healing, the, the best way to do so is to write. And that video went live and it went viral thanks to Speak One Voice, who I was also featured in his um, online uh, magazine. Um, so last year, I figured I needed to do like another one because sometimes when you get to that that top, mm-hmm. people think that you can't get knocked back down. Yeah. And I felt like something was trying to pull me back. So what's the best thing to do? Grab the phone, get them thumbs going or get your pen <laughs> and your pad and get the writing. Yep. So this was one, just me speaking to her at the stroke of midnight of September 27th of uh, 2022. Okay. Hey, baby girl, I know you're no longer part of my world. Just dropping you a line, letting you know I'm fine. Doing what I do best, staying on my grind. Inconsistencies and negativity, I ain't got the time. I heard that's my safe place. Born you truth doing what's best to protect my space finding truth in the midst of it all the lies told in my face 
doing my best to stay 10 steps ahead of the rat race. Closed eyes, taking a deep breath, holding on to that energy that I have left. Pushing myself forward, saying just one more step in the direction of the unknown. Searching the inner me for things to atone that I must do alone. Accepting the bare minimum from self, I can't condone. September used to sing a sad, sad song. Every year that passes, depression attempts to put me in a chokehold. My body starts to turn cold. No one understand, I won't fold. Flashes of your grin lets me know I gotta win. The story still needs to be told. Never forgotten, my firstborn, Cecilia, born June 4th, 2002, transitioned 927, 2004. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's difficult to hear, thinking what you must have gone through, but it's also healing to hear that you can express yourself like that and and you'll always be able to create a memory of your daughter through words you'll always be able to do that you're gonna make me cry i didn't mean to i mean to to, auntie (laughs) (laughs) but you'll always be able to do that because her memory is in your mind that's right and and in your heart so ah okay my bad i know you wasn't expecting that my bad i know you wasn't expecting that (laughs) you gonna stop this right now that's what you're gonna do (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i have a friend who just lost her 17-year-old daughter. Well, she had just turned 18, actually. So that it still really touches my heart, you know, to think, and your daughter was so much younger than that. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. A loss is a loss. You know what I mean? A loss is a loss. And, you know, one one of the people that I lost during that time was one very close friend of mine, one of my very best friends and i have a book i have a poem in the book um called missing omitris and it's just really about you know like if she were here we would you know i would be telling her let's go out to dinner or let's do xyz we both had you know we're in the process of renovating our homes at the time both of us were doing something in our house so it it was just all the things that I know she's she's missing out on okay. and how to look at that for me. Okay. You know, what I, I have to focus on the time we had together. And so, you know, it, it is good that I, I still have all these memories of her. So, like I said, you'll always be able to write about her. Indeed. Mm-hmm. And I thank you for that, and I received that. <laughs> so, y'all about to get to know what I know, some of what I know already. So, <clears throat> whichever poems you want to share, by all means, the stage is yours. Um, I think I'm going to do this poem on suicide, just because I'm not sure if you've heard this. Okay. And, um... Originally, the original title for it was for Robin Williams, Anthony Bourdain, Kate Spade, and all those other people who never learned to write. But I shortened it down to I only wanted to write. I only wanted to write. Pick up my pen, bleed all over the crisp white page, which is identical to jumping in front of a moving train or slitting my wrist wide open, only cleaner. Still feel the pain of every word, taste every vowel like salty tears that poured into my open wounds. Cut deep into my flesh like words sometimes do, like razors sometimes do. No, no, like 
words sometimes, Steve. I only wanted to write, to have someone read every single tear I've ever cried, feel every isolated moment when I died, pulled the trigger inside my own head a thousand times, but I put it all on paper, on clean white paper. And it didn't matter how it spilled out, how it splattered onto the page, how nasty the words tasted coming out of my mouth. There was no need to pretend, to fake a smile, to act happy, just right. Use my words until it all became clear. I only wanted to gather all this hurt and put emotion into language, turn these bitter bruises into vernacular that could speak for the scars that are tattooed onto my heart, etched into my fingers, blazed into my jaw, burned into my memory like old movies I know by heart. I only wanted to define every sinking feeling that ever pierced through my soul like broken bottles like charred glass like disappointments like all those wrong lovers like words that splintered underneath my skin i only wanted to write to start a conversation about people who are suffering who are agonizing down to their core and can't find the words to tell somebody. Can't find one blank sheet of paper to spell out all the woundedness, all the all torn up about itness, all the absolutely crushedness, all the no explanation for why I feel this way-ness. I only wanted to write to give a voice to every person who wanted to die but chose to stick a gun in their mouth, hang a sheet from the ceiling fan, take a handful of pills, jump off a bridge, sit in a car inside their own garage tasting fumes until, 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 I only wanted to write for them, for all those people who never learned to write, for all those people who chose death over a pen, for all those people who couldn't spell out their anxieties in adverbs and adjectives transcribe their distress with nouns and pronouns, document their discomfort with letters that grew into words, that changed into phrases, that morphed into sentences, that turned into poetry, that transposed into life. I only wanted to write for them. And now, every time I feel battered on the inside, every time I become indignant with the world, every time loneliness starts to creep up inside of me, wrap its ugly arms around me, I will write. I will scribble out the hurt like I am unmasking some new dialect. I will write like I just chose the prize behind door number three. I will write like the universe is waiting for my gift to be unwrapped. I will write when I can't find a pen, when there is no paper in sight, if I have to etch letters up the side of a cement wall with a rock, I will write for every single person who looked like they had everything going, but never found the words and chose to kill themselves instead. Mm. That's, 
that mm. piece. Mm. And mm. that is mm. a piece that I discovered the first time that I did it. I wrote it for um, a friend of mine that is associated with NAMI, the mm -hmm. National Alliance Mental Health. Um, she asked me to do to write a piece that was really for an event they were doing. And so that's what I came up with. But every time I've done that piece, I've discovered after the fact, somebody that saw it that was like that poem, like it had me in tears. I couldn't even talk. I, it just did something to me. So it's a piece that keeps on doing its job. That's that right. I don't even know about. And I'm grateful for that. I think sometimes as poets, we don't realize that, like we say poetry saves lives, it really does. Yes, it does. And so I'm grateful that God gifted me with that poem because I recognize what it's, that it's had a life of its own. Indeed, indeed. That was, that was powerful. I could see it was, um... Like you spoke earlier, you know, when you can see things, you know that it's on the horizon and, you know, some folks don't believe in certain yeah. powers because they keep forgetting <laughs> that, like, I be trying to, I don't like to challenge people, but I really like to get them to think. think. Like, what I mean by challenge, meaning like, I don't want to combat with you about yeah. your walk in right. life. Right, right. But if you tell me that you are a believer and that you are a follower of Christ, girl, <laughs> so I'm going to hit you with the stuff that I know you're supposed to operate in then. Yes. But then you argue with me about, and I throw my hands up. I didn't mean, I didn't say this to argue, but it's like these things <laughs> exist. And yes. if you don't have the heart to be Christ-like, as it says in that good book that you carry and you open and you, yeah, you, it, this is not something like you wear. This ain't clothing, right? That's something that's supposed to be like it's like it's part of your DNA, exactly. And it should show in and out of everything that you do and you're connected with. Yeah, you know, so um, I completely, completely, <laughs> completely. Yeah, so it's like when listening to you, like I said, Tony Morrison, Maya Angelou, <laughs> Love Poet ooh, Eighteen, ooh, right up there. <laughs> you right in my if, yes, in my eyes, you are right up there. Because Thank you so much. That means the world to me. Thank you. Thank like your execution, your sincerity your honesty you know i can tell not only just as a writer and a poet that this really came from a place where you were concerned and as you spoke of love yeah and not a lot of folks believe that yes we come from a divine person but yet as they say but yet we have that divinity within us as well yes and I say, when, whenever we create anything, we're modeling the God in us. <sighs> we're modeling what he did when he spoke the world into existence. We're modeling what part of him is able to take nothing and make something. You know, and I'm a... That's, that's, I'm People misinterpret yes. what the God in us is. It yes. never puts us above him or equal to him. It only shows a portion that honestly we are as limitless because we can always create, but we are still limited without him. We are because there are things in this shell, him. in this body that we cannot do. But when yes. our spirit, we were already who we were before the spirit came into the body, girl. <laughs> and if I don't 
stop. <laughs> you don't stop it, right? And I, I'll just say it because you know, and and this is one thing that I really truly love, and I dislike that they pick and choose who they want to take off of social media. Yeah. But um, Minister Farrakhan, I go back and I watch the old videos, mm-hmm. and you know, and just the other day. I was watching one and it slips my mind now, but he said something that was so important. Mm-hmm. He said, I bow to the sister with the children who may be a single mother. Mm-hmm. I bow to the officer. I bow to the doctor, you know, and he's talking about in spaces when he walks along his day, you know, things yeah. like that. He said, I bow to everyone including the brothers on the corner with their pants dragging and you know they walking around like this and yeah. he said do you understand why because I'm recognizing the God that is within them mm-hmm. you can't judge people because they're at different levels they just ain't all the way there yet and here's the thing that the past I would say two years for me has have been very enlightening. It's me understanding the duality of God. That everything that was made was made by God. Good and bad. That's right. Good and bad. That's the balance. And so the duality, it trips me out sometimes. And it has also allowed me to not feel encumbered by what other people want to say, you're wrong for this, or you're, you know, you're against God for this. Because God created good and evil. And both of those serve his purpose. That's right. Regardless of what we think. And so to allow my mind sometimes to say what could have been his purpose for X, Y, or Z. Of course, we may never know. We may not know any of that. But because I allow myself to ask the questions, I find answers are revealed in a lot of different ways to me. That's right. Because I'm not afraid to ask him he's the maker he's the creator he's the one i prefer to get my (laughs) answers from and i feel like it is a direct reflection of who i am now who i'm becoming who i'm still becoming because i do question a lot of those things and you know people i was raised as one of jehovah's witnesses and so i was raised to you know think a certain way to believe a certain way and what changed that for me is being able to say god isn't in the box that that's you right want him to be in that's right he's not in that box and that's my biggest mind-blowing awakening that i have had for my entire life that god is bigger then the the thing that you say he's this he's right. not just that he's all he of it is all of it that's right and so i i feel like you free yourself when you're able to say as long as i believe that he is i know what he's asked me to do believe in him with my whole heart my whole mind my whole spirit and i do so Indeed. That's, I want to love the way he loved people. He wasn't scared of people. You know, one one of the things doing the club at my house, I've had so many people say, you let anybody come in your house? You want anybody to, you know, you I know that. Drink. I know that. I've been and, told and that. I've seen the comments. <laughs> I've heard it all. But here's what I say to that. Because I use this as a platform to introduce people to who he is, 
right. I feel like he is my protector. That's right. Like he's not going to allow anything Nothing. to come to pass to hurt me or come against me. And and I tell my family, the people that come here are literally coming for the art. And they always talk about the vibes that they feel in the house. I tell them my house feels filled with love because I feel it with love. From the time you step across the threshold, the threshold. The front door, I have already prayed for you. I have already asked God that anybody that comes into this house be filled with who you are. I don't care when it happens. I'm praying for them before they've ever even reached my front door. That's so right. when you come to experience CJ's place, you're coming for the full experience. And we do a whole bunch of craziness in here. I got a full bar. I have <laughs> I'm telling you, we show Look, up. look, look. I, I have my mixology certification, <laughs> ABC bartending school. Here you go. <laughs> then when you're here, you're going to be behind the bar. <laughs> but it's not just about that. Like I said, it's it's using the creativity That's right. to do whatever it is. We've had musicians here. We've had, you know, mostly spoken word, but we've had people playing the guitar. <laughs> you know, it's whatever it is. And at the end of every night, um, what I started doing was I take one word and I put it on. I have a dartboard down there and I pin one word to the dartboard and we expound on that one word, like grateful, like receive, like thankful. It's, it, whatever the word is, we talk about it in depth and, you know, it's just a, a way to end on a positive note. And have something that sticks at the end of the night when they go home that they can think about. So that's what I'm about. And I love it. I'm loving it. <laughs> Man, I can tell. And yeah. I want you to know this before we end. Because that poem, and when I tell people this, you know, those who don't know, who front like they know. <laughs> but then when you start to get deep and spiritual, you know, then it's like. You know, um, right? They want to shy away. Yeah, yeah. But I saw your words. Each section of that poem, each moment, I saw a person in the car with the windows rolled up, taking in the fumes. Like mm -hmm. it was very vivid, and I know a lot of people don't hear that way. Yeah. A lot of people can't picture what they hear or what they read. And I've always been like that. Yeah. Uh, I've all I've been the one to see things, you know what I'm saying? Like, to be honest, I believe because my my Umi, she was 28 when she passed. She was part of Harlem Hospital's clinical trials for the AIDS. AZT drug cocktail oh, in, okay. in, in the 90s. Okay. My mother transitioned April 4th, 1990. May of 1990 is when they released the AZT cocktail. Okay. So she was given a placebo. She never was had never had a chance. They just experimented. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. um to grow through that as a child and other things that I've experienced um, the creator always had me covered mm -hmm. I definitely knew that and I was more so prepared for my daughter's transition I saw it came to me I was driving one day down the street uh, Blanky Street in Linden New Jersey and when you're going towards Style Street I can't think of the school now. It's an elementary school that sits right there, but it's a, it's a side street right here before you get to the corner. Mm -hmm. I literally saw a white van hitting the side of the car where she was sitting in the back. Wow. And after that vision, a white utility van just came right out in front of me. Because of that vision, I had 
applied the brakes to slow down had I not even though I had the right of way that person blew <coughs> that stop sign that they had mm-hmm. then she was playing at the park and where the part of Broadway I'm from is called down Cleveland you know they people call the towns part of the towns the name yeah. of the park so um, Cleveland Park was the area of Rawway that I grew up in and my daughter was playing and they had this one thing called like the, the fireman shoot where you climb up and then you come down. I saw her climb up to the top, but not use the pole to slide down. And I actually visualized her falling off. Wow. And then two weeks later she got out of my neighbor's house and walked onto the highway that was behind us route 109 oh my goodness so that when i say those things are part of how i'm able to heal but you know i had to deal with my emotions in the flesh first yeah you know definitely. because if you don't you know it's it's what we see now in the world in society you know so but it was and but when i explain that to people it's let me be more specific when i when i say that to most christians yeah they look at me like i'm possessed they look at me like i'm crazy and yeah, then when, they and, think it's something else and when it, it's, and not knowing that it comes from who you pray to every day well who you claim you pray to every day right right you know and um I'm, but I'm grateful for the gift of sight because, yeah. because again, it helps, you know, us get through, you know, the life, you know, most people, you know, I joke, I'm like, man, you know, a few times, you know, if you could throw some numbers down to me, you know, I appreciate that, <laughs> but I'm joking, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Cause I understand the reason why some people have certain gifts. Yeah, you know, and it's it's always meant for good, you know, and the things that you do, as long as your intent is pure, that will get you through. Yes, and I definitely noticed that when I watching the videos of you performing, you know, and those that come to CJ's spot, you know, (laughs) I know everybody has such a powerful presence and everybody in those videos that I've watched I can literally see yeah. everything that, it's funny that, say that. <laughs> because I, somebody else that I recently talked to said when they actually came to the house it was different like they like it's it looked different than what they were expecting it to look like like oh yeah i saw all of this but when they are actually here it it, it was the a little experience. bit different. yes the experience, yeah, the experience. Was <laughs> watching is one thing yeah but when you're within as we say when you're within the walls when you're within the cipher is yes. it, it does something different and it's you very feel the spirit the spirit is very soul stirring because you have the connection of yeah. people and the sharing and on and that it note, really is like you know one of the things like i said i just treat people like they really are my family i mean you're coming into my house for crying out love all of my family is all up on the walls and you know what i mean so i just feel like it has its own kind of environment to it atmosphere or whatever you want to call it (laughs) ambiance feng shui all that good stuff (laughs) so how can people find you follow you how can they purchase your books (laughs) everything is available on amazon um, if you just search Carolyn L. Robinson, you will find everything on Amazon. You can. Uh oh, I think we just lost. Sorry about that. Uh, you, I'm <laughs> you about to say up. I think we can, just lost it. You can hit me up directly on Love Poet 18 on IG or um, at CJ's Place underscore 18. Either one. Oh, I got to follow CJ's place. That's the only <laughs> one I'm not following. I got to hurry up and get on there. I got to do that. Yes. <laughs> so, 
that is I have somebody working in my house downstairs. No, that I <laughs> and I just I also want to say I just love the yellow because sunshine, uh, you know, that's my, my window seat. You're in my window seat in my room. <laughs> oh, and then you know Erica Badu with the window seat. So look at that. It's just all so... of my pillows. Yes, yes. I love it. Look, I can't wait to come sit by the window seat and all that yellow behind me. <laughs> well, thank you so much much for having me on i appreciate it i thank you for when misty k hit me back i was at work <laughs> in my cubicle and when she said that you wanted to i was like oh! yeah, <laughs> i was all loud in the office definitely um stay in contact with me yes yes oh, yes oh, look God. yes ma'am <laughs> yeah. i'm sorry I'm no that's this. okay okay but i thank you again we are cutting out because you got things to do. Yeah, I gotta I jump got on. To <laughs> I gotta jump on Clubhouse because I host. A, I help host the house on Clubhouse too. So, okay. um, it was a pleasure. Thank y'all for tuning in. That is the Love Poet eighteen, and this is your girl Sunshine. You want to donate? You want to? You know, help sister out. Cash okay. app Sunshine Cromwell. You know, put that eight in there for new beginnings. Okay. And with that being said, y'all, peace and love. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. I got